Welcome to International Day of People with Disability. My name is Sasha Sidek. My pronoun is she because I will never be her. I'm one of the co-hosts on Curing the Air, but today marks a unique broadcast dedicated to celebrating the International Day of People with Disability and um, highlighting the achievements and the contributions um, of individuals with disability in various fields. So before I start, I would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. And, um, and, you, and it always was and always will be Aboriginal land. I also would like to extend my respect to our trans elders, past and present. So my disability does not define me is the topic today. While it may... Be, while it may present certain challenges and obstacles in our life, it does not dictate who we are as a person. We are defined by our own passions, our achievements, and our resilience in the face of adversity. Our disability is just one part of the complex and multifaceted individuals that we are. We refuse to be limited by preconceived notions or stereotypes. And we are committed to living our life to the fullest, embracing our uniqueness and providing and proving that our disability does not determine our worth or potential. We are capable, determined and limitless in our aspirations and we will not allow any obstacle to diminish our spirit or define our identity. In this episode, Honouring the International Day of People with Disability, myself and Jerry, proud trans women, courageously will be opening up about our personal experience living with disability. For me, this marks my first time openly discussing my disability, a significant milestone that has been long overdue. The societal attitudes, cultural norms and the era in which I was raised have all contributed to a reluctance to acknowledge my disability. Jerry will provide an in-depth account of her life with autism, offering first-hand insight that are sure to be enlightening. So this episode promises a compelling narrative, delving into the challenges and triumph of living with disability in the world that often overlooks the diverse experiences and individuals like myself and Jerry. So we're going to welcome jerry here um hello jerry hello hi how are you yeah i'm pretty well and yourself yeah i'm good thank you so um jerry um can you let listeners know who you are what do you do okay i'm um i'm a transgender woman who in um actually uh next weekend it will be my exact fifth anniversary of Having started HRT, yes, um, I'm a very, I'm quite an artistic person, mm-hmm. um, but I'm um, also work in the in the health sector, and I've been a, um, a sex worker for four years, which is 
um, mainly involved me being a um, uh, professional dominatrix. Yes. Gen- generally more of a, a, a dom top type. Mm-hmm. And we all, we all have our, um, you know, uh, our, you know, things we, we we're into or we're not into and all that. But, yeah. um, that's, that's kind of my, um, what I'm all about. And I'm also a neurodiverse person. Um, I was diagnosed with autism back in 2014. Mm. I was also actually diagnosed with um, as having borderline personality disorder right. um, a couple of years ago too. Mm-hmm. But, and, and I think, I actually think it's really interesting that so many of the, um, of the transgender and neurodiverse people I've met over the years um, tend to also have some kind of neurodiversity, like there's a huge overlap of the Venn diagram, mm-hmm. if, you, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's – and I know there has been actually um, quite a few peer-reviewed um, scholarly studies um, on that topic in recent years. So it's, it's, it's um, not just a casual observation, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. And um, you said you work in a hospital – uh, yeah, that's been something. I mean, I've I've, I've been um, worked in operating theatres for over over fifteen years. Amazing. Um, on and off, that was something. I mean, it was something we all have have our have our day jobs that we've done. Yeah. Um, you know, to 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 get by, and that's something that I've um, there's been something I've done a fair bit of. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I've I've seen you around um, you know, um at festivals like uh, Midsummer or some events, but we don't really get to connect until I met you at international sorry, um the LGBTQIA plus women health conference recently. And, yeah. And well, well I don't know if you remember we, we did um I do remember even working at Pleasure Dome with you a couple oh, of no times. Oh no way. <laughs> Yeah, really? you don't remember. You don't remember that. I don't remember that. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. So um yeah, and um and then when we were connecting on um that uh, at the conference, I just love that you are so articulate. You, I, I love your rawness and your honesty. And I was like, oh my god, I love you, and I really would love you to be on my show. And then, and then when you actually told me that, oh, you're going to the autism conference uh, because you have autism, I said I didn't even know about that about you, and you shared that with me, even like you know we are still considered strangers. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean it's not it's not like it's it's not something that I'm I'm I'm, I'm uh, you know that I want to hi- necessarily hide yes. from anyone. I think it's just like um yeah, it's a part it's part of who I am. It's like being transgender is a part of me, you know, of who I am. It's being um, into BDSM is part of who I am. It's, yeah. it's something it's just like it is what it is. Yeah. In fact, it was it was kind of funny. I was because I saw I had um, I'm in I'm in Tasmania at the moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, you, are, you got stuck in Tasmania. <laughs> yeah. You were supposed to be in in here with me. That's right. Yeah. Um, I'm I got to the airport too late and I have to stay in Tassie for the afternoon. Yeah. Um, but no, I I, I was here um mainly doing the business. I was on a business trip doing some um some sex work yeah. and. And anyway, this one of the clients I had was like talking about how um, how open I was about talking about how much I'm into um, wearing latex and wearing leather. Right. And and I I, sh- I showed him because I went to Mona yesterday. You know you yep. know Mona. Mona, yes. 
Yeah, yeah, anyway. And I wore like my latex and my leather when I went to Mona. Yeah. And and like this guy um, who I who I saw I saw last night, he was like, "Oh, you know, you know that's not normal, right? That's kind of a bit different that you would like dress up like that to go to Mona." And I was like, "Yeah, well, I don't give, I don't care." Mona well, no, like, it's, it's a artsy place. People think outside of the box. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I, I will just wear wear whatever I want. Exactly, I, girl. We're from where, Melbourne. Where, where, wherever I go, yeah. and and but and, but it's funny when you when you um. When you speak to someone who's from a more, I guess, more main, mainstream, yeah, conservative perspective, and they mm-hmm. and they're like, and they get worried about what people mm-hmm. think, mm-hmm. and they're they're like, oh, how could you just like dress up like that and go to Mona? I was like, yeah, well, that's just what I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just who I am. I'm not gonna. And I think um, part of even I think part of being trans, part of being um, um, a lot of things is that like you know you can hide away. It hurts more to hide part of yourself than True. it does to. It might take some courage to be able to to come out and be your true self. Hundred um, percent. But it but it's a lot more uncomfortable in the long run if you hide it away from the world. You know. Here, here. I mean, like, uh, like someone um, at our show um, said, uh, the truth will set you free. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's <laughs> You got to do that. You got to do. You got to do you. You know, that's I got to do it, me. Girl. Yeah, and, that's and, it. And 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 we're gonna be free. And we, you know, and 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 I guess it's like that whole thing. Mm. I mean, as long as it's as long as it's safe, sane, and consensual, and not hurting anyone else. Hundred percent. And we're all gonna do what we're gonna do. Yeah. So, um, can I um uh, dive in a little bit more about when you diagnosed with autism in two thousand fourteen? Um. Is is that when you actually notice that you actually have autism, or you just want you are curious to find out more? Um, well, I didn't. When I got diagnosed, um, it came as a surprise to me at that time okay. because I was seeing a psychologist for other reasons. Yeah. Um, and then he did some tests and whatnot, and he said, "Oh," and then I got diagnosed with as having autism, and I was like, yeah. "Well, yeah, yeah." It was it was one of the things that was. Um, well, it was really interesting for me at the time because um, it, it was never something that I'd considered previous to that. Yeah. And but then when I started doing my own, you know, obviously when I got diagnosed, I started um, reading, you know, reading up on it and yeah. trying to um, understand more. And then I'm like, oh my god, that makes so much sense about mm. um, why, like why I was the way I was as a child and yeah. how, how, how it's been difficult for me to interact in the world and, and how I often feel like, and, you know, I guess sometimes um, autistic people can feel a bit, um, a bit like an outcast sometimes. Of course, well, yeah. actually, actually there's, there's, um, there's three types um, that they often say, like a lot of us will, um, they, they, uh, can call it uh, mask. Well, we call it masking in terms of like yeah. what we what what a lot of us do. Especially, I mean, I wasn't diagnosed as a child, so I just had to kind of find a way to fit in. Yeah. Um, and just kind of be like everyone else. Yeah. Um, and so and and what I would often do, which is what a lot of autistic people do, is that we we kind of learn to be good actors. Mm-hmm. We kind of True. and we learn and we learn to. Um, um, like, oh, this is what you got in this situation. You're supposed to do this. Oh, okay. Yeah. And in that situation, you're supposed to do that. 
and oh, and in, in order to get this to happen, I have to do this. And then you start to, and you even like, um, you know, you practice what you're doing mm. almost like um, while you're by yourself in the mirror to try and, to try and um, work out how to fit into the world. Mm, mm. But I can uh, relate to that because I get diagnosed with my disability um, only recently as well. I mean, I mm-hmm. do know that I incapable of doing things but I just feel you know growing up in Singapore as an Asian um, uh, kid there's no such thing as you know um, dyslexia or ADHD or OCD oh, yeah. you get what I mean and then until until you can, I, I never get diagnosed in, uh, when I was a kid because we, we there's no awareness on it until I came here and then I I start to see people posting about dyslexia and and then mm-hmm. I start to google about it and um and then I start to learn about what this means and then I said oh my god I think I have the symptoms because okay yeah yeah and you know I always have um difficulties of um spelling or decode words or grammars and and some till today it's so hard for me to finish a whole book I can't read the whole book Mm-hmm. Till today, I can read the whole magazine, <laughs> but not the whole book. So I thought I'm gonna find out more about my symptoms, and then found out that I got dyslexia, and then they found out as well I got ADHD, and I also have the OCD. But you know what? I do not see this as a weakness for myself because a lot of people in the past, I because I've been living with this for so long, and yeah. you know, like you said, you you good at um, we are just good actors. And I well, 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 I think that everyone's, I mean, I mean, you've got certain strengths and certain weaknesses yeah. and, and, and just because there's certain things that you, um, struggle with, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's certain things that you really excel with and of that course. you're really amazing with. Yeah. Like, I think, um, it seems to me that you're an amazing people person. You're really good at bringing people together Thank and, you. and, and, and connecting Communities good at other things. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, when it comes, especially in school, I've never been the best, um, no academic student, but I'm very good at creativity. So mm-hmm. yeah, always been very, very good at creativity. I always get A plus. But we come to academic, yeah, I'm shit at shit ass. So um, that's why when I got diagnosed with this, uh, I didn't talk about it because I just feel like I don't need to talk about it first. I just don't want you know as a culture thing. I don't want to feel like um, it's part of my weakness. People see that as my part of my weakness. And then mm-hmm. secondly, I was like, I've been living with this for so long, and I. I learned I learned that I love challenges when someone give me a challenge and I, I I always execute it even though I have all this disability but I still get it done. So I just don't feel like I need to tell people that I have all these disabilities. But today is the first day I actually sharing to people uh, to listeners. Um yeah, um I don't know how many listeners are listening but today's the first time I actually open up about my disability today. So, yeah. Yeah, I, well, well done. That's, doing, there's no I mean, shame on it. Yeah, and, definitely. And, and, I, and I think like as I was um, saying to you in an earlier conversation we had, I don't consider, I mean, correct. autism is considered to be a spectrum. So, there's lots of people who have, um, I mean, there's, I mean, everyone who's, Autistic, it's not. It doesn't manifest itself in exactly the same way for everyone who has it. And I think it's similar. It's almost similar to like, yeah. you know, like you know, like, like some. There's a lot of people in society who say like, oh, 
you're a transgender person, so you must be this, that, yes. A, B, and C. Thank and I'm you. like, no, but, but yeah. like within, within the entire, you know, a gr- like overall community of, you know, transgender people, there's yeah. like so many different individuals within that group. Like we're, we're all trans, but we're all like unique. Yeah. We all have our unique exactly. um, personalities and personas. And it's similar with, you know, with ADHD people or autistic people or, yeah. or, or anyone, anyone really. I mean, you can probably, but, but it's, but it's, um, I think it's really important to, to understand that, um, that autism is a spectrum in terms of hmm. there can be um, certain people in society who have that diagnosis who are, I guess what's considered low functioning, which I don't think is terminology that yeah. uh, a lot of medical professionals like to use these days, yeah. but but it's like they they um they can't um, necessarily look after themselves without having carers and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, when then there's there's also um people who are extremely high functioning, often often in executive roles, often um doing um uh, really advanced things yeah um, and this is the reason why the topic is um, my disability does not define me because most of us are capable on doing a lot of things that normal people without disability can do yeah yeah mm. for sure yeah so um you know um when we come back um i'm gonna play a song uh, by putri ariani and when we come back we're gonna dive in more on um this topic all right great saja kau pergi dan membuatku terluka tidakkah kau mendengar rasa sedihku bisakah kau tak hilangkan aku dari
That was Putri Ariani. Putri Ariani is a 17-year-old singer-songwriter from Indonesia who came all the way to America to perform on the um, American Got Talent stage. Born prematurely, Putri was diagnosed with um, retinopathy uh, in fancy, rendering her blind, but her dream is for people to see her vocal talent and songwriting abilities rather than her blindness. She is inspired by international artists, including Stevie Wonders and Andrea Bocelli, which I'm going to play later, and um, live by the motto, we are able, we are capable, we are equal, as her disability doesn't hold her back from living her dream in 2014. Putri won Indonesia, got talent at just eight years old. And in 2022, Putri was invited to sing at Indonesia's national anthem for the opening Asian Para Games. Hi, Jerry, are you still there? Of course. Yes. So, um, you know, that is very inspiring. I haven't, I haven't made it back to Victoria yet. No, <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still here in Hobart. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, this topic that we are delving is uh, my disability uh, does not define me. This is proven like Putri Ariani, a very young musician who does, uh, her, she doesn't see her blindness as a disability. She's take see that as, a, you know, um, a challenge for her that she want to do more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's, I mean, I'm trying to think of this. Um, well, there's a music artist called uh, Al, C- Al City. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. If they, um, there's, I mean, the actor Daryl Hannah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and um, his name, one of the ghosts from the Blues Brothers. Um, I'm trying to think of famous, famous aut- autistic people who have officially been diagnosed because yes. there's lots of, there's lots of celebrities who have so been like. Many. Yeah. Um, considered to be um, autistic, but then there's only a select few. Oh, you know, there's, there's, there's the ones that have the official diagnosis and not the official diagnosis. Not that that matters, yeah. but it's just like when, you, when you're trying to talk about it in a, um, I guess, in I mean, a like, you know, know, professional, uh, professional setting, you don't want to just, you, you, you don't want to just assume things about people. You want to be, you want to know, like, that, that they, yeah, that these certain people were. And so, the, no, there's, there's some pe- pe- very successful people. Um, I guess, yeah. With I mean, you you know, you run off a few there with with with, with blindness, um, yeah. um, like your Stevie Wonder and yeah. and um, a few of those ones you talked about, yeah. and then, uh, you know, apparently Beethoven was deaf. Mm-hmm. He had to mm-hmm. cut cut the legs off the piano so he could um, 
make his masterpieces. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, there's there's probably a whole a whole bunch plethora. of uh, successful people with disability who have a lot of talents. Absolutely, and just like us, we have our own talent too, girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can do. I, I can do lots of things. Yes, I've been following you, uh, especially with your uh, BDSM, um, you know, um, side with um, this. What do you call yourself again with the BDSM? Obsidian. Oh, the, the goddess obsidian. Yeah. Yes. Can we tell a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, um, I I've I've been doing it professionally for about three years now. Um, and before that, I was, I guess, I was involved in a lifestyle setting. So lifestyle meaning just you know not getting paid to do stuff, but just doing it for fun. Um, for you know at least over ten years before that. Yeah. Um, I found. Um, being trans, um, has definitely caused me, I, I think we all get, um, you know, fetishized to a certain extent. Mm. Um, and I, I guess because of that fetishization, it's caused, I would say that like uh, easily more than half the, half of my clients that I've ever had, yeah. the main thing they want me to do is to top them. Yeah. Um, which is kind of when, when I've seen, um, cisgendered a lot of cisgendered female dominatrixes, they will often do a lot of other things like impact play and mm-hmm. uh, medical play, mm-hmm. electro play, a lot of these different sort of things, which I do a bit of. I do, I do, I do a bit of those sort of things too. Yeah. But I definitely find that, um, yeah, a lot of my clientele, they tend to like them, like, you know, they might want a couple of other things. They might want to do a bit of bondage. Yeah. Um, but the, the main thing that they're really, um, that they're really after is to be, Topped. And um, with your condition, right, with autism, is, do you feel like a bit challenging when um, people request all these fantasies with you? No, it's cool. It's like, um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very, um, I mean, I'm obviously very into it. I think, I think one of the things that um, that has probably been a challenge yeah. with being with having autism has sometimes been. Um, just uh, communicating with people in terms of like, um, and you and and I think all all of us sex workers have probably had a had our fair share of challenges in terms of. Oh, I'll put it this way: I I always start off that I try to be nice to everyone, and especially like when people when people call me or text me or yeah. or even when I first see them for a session, like I'm always um, polite and. And then you you know you get certain a lot of um, situations where um, uh, people will be rude and they yeah. will try to um, be dishonest yeah. and be and try and um, um, manipulate you or do, do these sort of things. And I mean sometimes that I mean I, I don't know I mean I haven't always necessarily dealt with that appropriately because then I get when when some of those things happen it kind of um upsets me I mean autistic people are known for usually having uh what's called uh autistic meltdowns from time to time which is it's almost like ADHD as well yeah well a lot of autistic people will be Having we'll, be, we'll be easy going, but then once we get once we get yeah. overwhelmed by a certain situation, we can often like yeah like lose our shit. Oh yeah, definitely. So to speak, I'm the same. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, um, like with me, I have ADHD and also I have OCD. It just doesn't, doesn't rhyme at all because ADHD, you know, like mm-hmm. you said, we can actually uh, lose our shit when things doesn't go um, as planned. But with me, with the OCD, I can actually try to making things work because of the condition. And I don't see OCD is a disability, but according to the SSA, OCD qualify as a disability when it, it, if it's symptom or complication mm-hmm. make it impossible for you to work. But I guess it's, I don't see that as a disability because I am capable of working. I get, I like things be done neatly. Everything has to be in schedule. You get what I mean? Like today, yeah, I, yeah. I said like today, if I don't have plan B, I will start to panic. You know, Um. thank God for uh, someone called me yesterday and asked me about what's going to happen today. And I, he, he, I told um, Michaela, I said, Maybe this person might not get on the plane, so you know I might have to. I have plan B, <laughs> and it. I was right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So you know that's why I was so calm. I I messaged you and said if we can have a conversation on the phone, and you said fine. So yeah. So if I don't actually have plan B, I will panic like crazy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. And 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 I often like um even when I woke up this morning, all I had in my mind was like oh because I I I thought I knew I was gonna well. I, I assumed I was going to land at, <laughs> yeah. t- at Tullamarine Airport at about um, one thirty. Yeah, and then I was like, "Oh, I've got to get to. I've got to get from like Tullamarine to Collingwood in an hour and a half." Yeah. And I thought, "Oh, am I going to just get a taxi, or should I try and get the sky bus?" Yeah. and I was thinking about all these things about what sky I was going to do. Sky bus would be better because it, it, uh, it, um, there's no traffic for sky bus. Yeah, yeah. But, but, any, but but anyway, I was thinking of all these. Um, I was thinking a lot about. When I was on my way to the airport, I was thinking about what I was going to do when I got to Melbourne, but I wasn't thinking about um, the, you know, what was going to happen at Hobart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had that feeling because you know, um, connecting flights usually like um, domestic flights, they always do this though. They always cancel or either um, delayed or yeah. And um, for your case, they said you you missed the flight. Like I just don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it yeah. was it was Look, I mean, you so, get you get to spend um a few more hours in the beautiful Hobart. Um like yeah, you said you're in Salamanca yeah. Market at the moment. And I think yeah, I mean I'm in Salamanca at the moment. And oh. I think and 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 also I think today mm. while I'm here while I'm here today it's a bit more I feel more relaxed. Yes. Because in the last I, I got here on Friday morning. Okay. And I was going to be the main thing I was thinking about on Friday and Saturday night was like, oh, I've got to, you know, I've got to, I'm here to make money. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. And I want to do some bookings and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah. And and now I'm like, no, I don't need to do any book. I'm just going to like um, pass the time and do some things. And it's it's a little bit more, um, you know, there's less anxiety because even when I, I went to Mona yesterday because I, I, I decided um, you know, I'm not going to be here only to yeah. only to work. I wanted yeah. to do something something fun as well. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking there was some people who wanted to see me in the afternoon, and I was thinking, oh, I really need to get back and be able to be ready and to do this and that. And 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 sometimes when you have that on your mind that you're thinking, oh, I've got to work later. Um, I better not drink too much, or I yeah. better not. Um, um, you know, I need to be able to go home and do this that. You know, it's mm. not not completely relaxed. So yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's cool. And I think that's like even when you talk about your 
your OCD. I think yeah. sometimes I really like, I mean, and I think a lot of autistic people, um, not just me, but we're, we're very much um, into uh, structure yeah. and categorization yes. and wanting like, oh, when, like once we get the, once we get the structure and we're all, we're all set, but we're not, I don't, I don't tend to go very, do very well with, I, I like a bit of spontaneity, but like yeah. I like to, um, Definitely, like like today, I like it to be more structured. At least I know what I'm doing and how I can, you know, go to Plan B. If yeah. I don't have that structure, if I don't what? have that plan, I'll start to panic and everything gonna go pear shape. Oh, having having and a routine, my, a routine is a big thing too. I think. Yeah, routine as well. Like you know, with my ADHD as well, and then I always start to get, uh, you know, aggression, and um, I start to. I'm a very hyperactive person anyway, in person, but that's mm -hmm. my ADHD anyway. But I don't see that as, you know, a uh, disability for me. You know, it's, I'm just a very active person all the time. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but but the downside is when I start to experience those depression and learning disability, that's where I feel like, oh my God, that's my ADHD kicking in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think this this week in particular for me, I mean, it happens all the time, but yeah, I mean, I had some really, really, ha really great things happen this week, and then some things that were like not so great, yeah, like, 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 really, like, I mean, I mean, I did have someone, I had, I had a really great client, and then I had a really, um, someone who, um, was wanting to cross my boundaries oh. and wanting to, I, you know, we have them from time to time, of but course, yeah. Some, someone I basically had to say, you know what, like, you know, I don't want to get, I don't want this to get out of hand, like, get, please get the fuck out, kind of, kind of thing. Yeah. And, and I, I won't go into that, but it's like, but then, but, but then I, but, but I'm, but I'm fine now. And it's, and it's, it's like, sometimes you have to just reflect on it and just say, you know what, there's always going to be ups and downs. There's always, always. going to be good, some good and some bad people. There's going to be, um, and, and I think that's a big thing with, 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 uh, with being trans, with being um, neurodiverse, yeah, is that there's a lot of people who just really don't exactly. I mean, um, like being trans, there's us. already challenge there already for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And <clears throat> on top of that, you have we have uh, individually have disabilities on top of that as well. There's like challenges times two. Yeah. And how we navigate that. This is why the topic today is our uh, disability does not define us because you know what? I think as a trans woman, uh, we are survivors. We always survive. Any, oh, yeah. Any yeah, obstacles and, thrown to us, we still survive. And, and I want to say something really important is that um, I think I am who I am mm. and, I, and, that's, and, and I just, just go with that. Yeah. And like, for example, this, that, that particular guy I was talking about last night. Yeah. He, he was like, oh, you know, you have really nice legs, but you have no tits. And maybe you That's should get rude. a boob. Yeah, he was saying you should get a boob job. And I said, yeah, well, I want to get a boob job, but I haven't got one yet. Yeah. And then he's saying, oh, I can see some gray hairs. Um, and I said, well, what? you know. Yeah. yeah and then rude. like some, some people, and I wasn't judging him. Like yeah. he was, you know, that kind of thing. And and I was saying, you know what? If you don't fucking like me, then go and see another sex worker. Fuck off. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like... Um, there's always, and I think that often happens. I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's not, there's a lot of decent guys out there, but there's a lot of guys who would be very judgmental, you know? Of course. Um, also, and they're, they're like, and then you look at them and you're like, um, you're not, you're not exactly that attractive yourself. And you're, and you're like, um, telling me about my body and how my body should be. Yeah. Um, 
Um, but then I think that, that it comes back to, for me, for me, in order to feel comfortable with who I am and to love myself, it's just to you know, like, I don't need to compare myself with others. I'm not, I am, I'm beautiful the way I am. And I don't like, like, you're beautiful the way you are, Sasha. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and every one of us has our individual. Of course. Um, um, this is why we are unique. We are individual. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and so I think it's, it comes just back to like, and that's part of um, loving ourselves. And then I think loving and appreciating other people is to just, it's, it's, it's to try and not be so judgmental. Yeah. Oh, we're losing you. Are you still there? Oh, Jerry, <laughs> I think we lost you a little bit there. Okay, that's okay. Um, I'm gonna play a song um by Andre Bocelli, and then when we come back, I'll we'll be speaking to Jerry again.
Wow, that was Andrea Bocelli. Um, he's one of the most versatile vocalists of the 21st century and is widely recognized for his award-winning contribution to classical tenor records and songwriting. Andrea Bocelli was born partially blind and would later be diagnosed with con- congenital glaucoma. This prevented him from playing the piano until he was six years old. However, by the age of 12, Andre had become a musical maestro and was proficient on piano, saxophone, trumpet, guitar, flute, flute, trombone and drums. However, he became completely blind after suffering on an injury at a football game. And despite the loss of his sight, Andre uh, enrolled in law school and became to focus his musical talent on singing. And after finishing law school, Andre launched a career as a singer and songwriter, receiving numerous music awards and selling over 75 million records. And um, a beach on Italy's um, Adriatic coast is named after Andrea Bocelli in honor of an Italian singer, um, uh, skill as a musician. So this is uh, part of, um, you know, um, another inspiring person with disability and can do everything. Don't you agree, Jerry? Oh, yeah. Andrea Bocelli is um, incredible. Very incredible. I've, had, I've, actually, I've actually done quite a bit of... Um, Singing myself actually over oh, the no years. Way. Yeah, so but um, Oh yes, you do. I saw. I saw you were playing piano. Yeah, I, I started. Yes. I started. Um, my mum's my mum's actually a music teacher and okay. in particular a piano teacher. Yeah. Um. So I I start. I always had piano around. Um, growing up. Yeah. Piano, piano has been a big part of my life, but but I'm also um I'm singing's been a very big part of my life. Mm-hmm. I would say. Throughout throughout my um, 20s and early 30s, particularly, um, all I wanted to do was um, was was music and to and to to basically um, to try and have a professional career um, doing that. Yes, I mean, I think it's you know what if the world is yours, <coughs> if you can, if you have passion for it, you can do it. That's how. I oh see yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think sometimes um, I tried. I mean, I did try really hard um, mm. to do that for a long period of time, and you know, it didn't necessarily. I didn't um, get to the level that I wanted to get to in that sort of time frame. And then I started doing some other things, and I think a bit, sometimes it's like, well, maybe that's not what the universe had in mind for me yeah. in terms of maybe not I, yet, not yet, probably. Yeah, maybe yeah. not. Maybe maybe not yet, but yeah. it's also. But I'm, but I'm also finding that I'm that I'm um, really talented in other areas, yeah. and and um, maybe there's a lot of other gifts I have to give to the world, mm. other than just my creative gifts. Yes. Um, particularly, like um, actually, one of the things that I've, um, I mean, I've become interested in this um, through sex work and through BDSM mm. um, type and kink activities yeah. is that. I've become really interested in relationships and sexuality, yeah. Yeah. Um, and sort of, I guess I'm, I'm I get really into it mm. in trying to understand those things on an intellectual capacity, in, on an intellectual level, and and trying to, uh, and I think that's probably a bit of an a bit of an autistic um, yeah. thing for me in terms of I'm trying to understand. Um, what makes people tick and what makes mm. um, people 
do the do what they do and like what they like. Yeah. Um, and I've become really, uh, I guess, really interested in that on a on a on the level of. Um, relationships and sexuality. Yeah, of course. You know, I'm speaking about you know my disability with dil- <coughs> uh, dyslexia. Well, mm-hmm. I got two books published this year. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. yeah amazing, amazing. So you know, I mean, a person who um who have difficulty with um spelling, with grammar, with reading, and you know, when I was approached by um by an uh, editor, his um uh, Babuk Syed um uh, um I think late last year, and then um he said like I want you to be part of the um the book um uh an an anthology of transgender uh, voices, uh trans transgender and gender diverse voices of Australia book and I was mm-hmm. like, I went blank I was like oh my god how I'm gonna do this I've never write anything about myself like how I'm gonna create a story with 2,000 words so yeah, yeah I never done before I always wanted to have a book but you know never like at the last minute like this like with my um, disability it, ju- it does pressure me so I start to uh uh look through my contacts like who can I actually ask for help with this so I did get in touch with Katie Cameron who used to work for Switchboard and also an editor for Red Magazine you know Red Magazine for sex work oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. so um, and then she helped me out and then from that onwards I start to edit it myself as well at the same time and that's where I learned um, you know I can actually do this my own as well but with the help of, of, of course, the team as well. So, and then when the second book came um, down um, uh, with the, um, the tra- trans history since 1910, um, when Noah Reisman got in touch with me and said, oh, can, can you approve this? I said like, no, I think I have a better version of this. So I rewrite the whole thing and I get approved by Noah Reisman. So I guess, you know, with my disability, like I said, it doesn't define me because, you know, I challenged myself and I, I, I got it done. Yeah, I think that's amazing. Mm. And, but, and I also think, I mean, even my, when, when, you, when, you, when you were talking about that just then, yeah. um, and I was mentioning how I have this interest in um, relationships and sexuality and what makes people do the things they do. Yeah. Um, I think, like, growing up, like, particularly when I was a, a child and when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't someone, I didn't, I didn't find it very easy to make friends. Yeah. Um, I mean, I used to, like, I could hang out with a whole bunch of people, but I never usually, I was like a bit of a, like, you know, in the playground, a bit more like nomadic. I'd hang out with, um, some different groups. I never had like my, my strong s- friendship circle. Cause I was always like, I was definitely always like one of like the weird, like the weird kid, you know, okay. <laughs> like, like, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I was yeah. always like very, very different, but I think, and, and I think, um, like relating to other people and, and, and forming, um, friendships or, um, relationships isn't something that, came easily or naturally for me, mm. um, which might be something, like now that you're talking about your dyslexia and writing the book, yeah. um, it made me think, oh, maybe that's why I'm so sort of like really into um, trying to, because it, I had to work so hard to develop um, relationships and friendships and, and, and to try and understand how um, human interaction and those kind of dynamics work. Maybe yeah. that's why I'm, that's why I'm so like so into it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, mm. so um, 
actually just made me realize i mean like things that you know like i said i've never mm. talked about this because i do not see that as a weakness for me with my disability which mm -hmm. uh, you know i've been living with it for so many years and i still get things done because I have people around me like always using this as an excuse to escape um, responsibilities as well. Like, mm -hmm. um, like um, example, like turning up to work um, and then they say, like, oh, I can't turn up to work because I have ADHD or something, whatever. But maybe they're going through something, but I just do not want to be that person. This is just my personal opinion. I do not want to be that person making excuses so, you know, I can get away from my responsibilities. And yeah, I, I definitely am. Yeah. I agree. I, I empathize with you on that yeah. because I'm, I've definitely been someone. Anything I've ever done, I've always wanted to be like, I want to be respected. I want to be, I want people to um, be happy with the job yeah. I'm doing. I want to be, um, you know, I want to be performing on a high level. I, yeah. I, I don't just... I don't just do something to like, oh, yeah, this might be, um, uh, I mean, sometimes, you know, you know, you try different things out or whatever, yeah. but like, you know, even when I got into, um, into sex work, for yeah. example, I'm like, I, I didn't want to just like do sex work to like, you know, make a bit of, I was like, no, I want to be like really good at this. That's I want to be, right? you know, yeah. and, I, and, and, and a lot of it is, um, you know, I guess my desire to. Um, make make other people happy. Definitely, I mean, um, yeah, but, you know. But also, you know, and there's there's that that side of wanting to make other people happy. But also, you want to be, you know, it's that self love thing that you you want to be you, also you want to feel like the achievement that something that you can actually get things done. Yeah, yeah. You know, and just be like, oh yeah, I'm kind of good and I'm okay. Yeah. I like you want to be like, yeah, I'm really fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I love, I love that. This is why um, I thought you would be the best person for me to talk to today. Uh, because the topic is my disability. Disability does not define me, and um, you're the perfect person. Because when I spoke to you at the conference, you inspired me to be honest. Because so how mm. articulate you are, mm. and the things that you said, I was like, oh my god, how come I didn't, I didn't think of that. So yeah, I love everything about you that's why i was like i want to get to know you better oh thank you sassy yeah. i love you too <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you sis um i hope you get on the plane at 9 p.m and get back home soon um yeah and then um i'll looking forward to catch up soon yeah absolutely i've really enjoyed um being in this show and yeah love to I'll, I'll, i'm sure i'll see you soon yes so take care and thank, thank you, you so and much. have have um, a great flight <laughs> home. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. Cool. Bye. Bye. So that was Jerry. Um, amazing, amazing trans woman. A very proud trans woman as well. That, like I said, I've uh, I've met Jerry a few times, but I only get to connect person uh, uh personally um at the conference, just um the LGBT Women Health Conference just recently. And I thought um Jerry is amazing person. And when I saw Jerry's Facebook, I just added her on the Facebook and very inspiring person. I mean, like like. You, like she said, um, yeah, she she always likes to challenge herself and she wants to do the best that she can. And I'm the same, you know, I do not like to do things halfway. And I like things, um, if I want to do it, I do it fully and I want to do it um, really, really good. And which I have probably have done um, um, in my life because, I, like I said, I like to challenge myself.
Before I leave you, I just want to say your disabilities should not be the sole factor that shapes your identity. Rather, it is just one aspect of who you are as a person. You are defined by your talents, your dream, your passions and the way you choose to impact the world around you. Embracing your individuality and recognizing your strengths behind and beyond any limitations is key to shaping a confident, empowered self-image. Your disability is part of you. It's part of me, but it does not encompass the entirety of your being. So, um... I'm going to leave you with Stevie Wonders, Isn't She Lovely? And um, Curing the Air will be back next Sunday, 3 to 4 p.m.